welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Elijah Fire. This is our 200th episode, and I am so excited to be here. So today is March 22nd, 2023. And I am your host for today, and I am so honored to be hosting some of that, someone that we all know and love who is the host of this show. So again, thank you for being here. And again, we're episode 200. So we are celebrating 200 of this, 200 of these, brought to you by Jeff Tharp and the Elijah Fire team. If you are uh, listening from Spotify, make sure that you subscribe and follow Elijah Fire. And on all the platforms, again, we encourage you to subscribe and share. And this is brought to you and brought to us all five days a week because of your amazing donations. So if anyone feels to donate, there's no small amount. You're part of this team and family. And if you want to connect in and donate, we invite you to go to uh, ElijahFire.com slash donate and join the forces that bring this live and contribute to so many causes, including the water wells that you're all aware of. And we just bless you so much. So I believe that's it. Um, Other than we were looking earlier about the date. Today, the date is very significant. It is the 22nd day of March, 2023. Within that very date, the numbers is uh, four twos in the middle of the threes on the end, 2222. Um, Isaiah 22, 22 speaks of the key of David and what you open, no man can close and what you close, no man can open. And the scripture mirrored to Isaiah 22 is in Revelation chapter three. The Lord is at the door. And in 322, it speaks of, uh, and throughout the chapter three, it speaks of the key of David as well, just like just like the other Isaiah 22, 22. So without further ado, I am so glad to be announcing my guest today, the host with the most. He is amazing. You all love him and we all know him and want to celebrate him today. Jeff Tharp! Hey! Oh, Jeff, welcome! Thank you. Welcome! It's so funny, you know, many people know I'm a flight attendant, but uh, so pilots, when they uh, upgrade to from first officer to captain, they switch seats. And it's like this real thing. They're so used to being on one side, they move to the other side. Oh, yeah. And it's a little thing, but it's actually kind of a big thing. So yeah. I am honored to be in this seat, mm-hmm. having you in the hot seat today. <laughs> we have some amazing questions. So yeah. how are you feeling, Jeff? I'm excited. I'm curious. I, I People don't know. I don't, I don't know a lot of these questions. I've seen a couple just because I've had to go on social media, but there's a lot that I have no idea what people are going to ask. So oh, yeah. you're going to see raw, real answers in the moment, not rehearsed, all that stuff. So Yes. Don't you love it, everybody? And if you're commenting, if you're watching us live right now, throw out some comments. Uh, like Jeff, how do you say, if you want to get spicy and join the live chat and just let us know, let us know what you think of Elijah yeah. Fire and, and what Jeff's done. So Jeff, just right off the bat, 200. That's huge. Yeah. (laughs) That's huge. I just want to thank you and honor you because that means you've given, and it's over 200 with the series that Mm -hmm. you've hosted. Several with Harmony and Yvonne, and you just finished amazing, so many amazing series. But that's 200 of these Mm -hmm. where people like me have been in that seat 
And you have given a platform to us and the team behind you that is unseen. And you've given a platform for people like me and like Harmony and Krista Elisha and Andrew Whalen and all so many people mm-hmm. to share from our heart things that we may have never had an opportunity to. And you've made that possible. And so I honor you for that. I don't think you see that every moment of every day because you're so busy and involved in many things, but right. yeah. we would not be here today without you. So, yeah. and I would not be here without Steve Schultz. So, <laughs> yes, and I really I want to honor Stephen Dream. Yeah. Look at all um, all that's happened and multiplied from what they started. Absolutely, all these years ago. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's a huge joy. And yay, Jesus, here. because he's the author yes. of it all. <laughs> this is Elijah Fire. Yeah. And, you know, we're starting this off to this day, right now, wherever you are, you're here. You were born for now. Jeff, you were born for now. God had positioned you to be here. And he's going to keep opening doors, just like that verse. He's opening doors that no man can close. But all of you that are here, you were born to be alive right now. This is a time where the consuming fire is consuming our enemies, but the fire of the Lord burns for you. And I think we're going to see how the majesty, that love of God. And But this is Elijah fire. And so thank you, Jeff, Steve, and the whole team again Amen. for letting this be a platform for Amen. the Lord to come. Amen. 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 So we've got some questions for you. Yeah. Are you ready? Do you want Lay me to? Lay them on me. Okay. On okay. Me. So this, we've, we've received so many questions, everyone. Um, we're going to try to get to as many as possible. But, um, and I will try not to talk, give really long-winded answers so we can get through some. I'll try. You're free. You're yeah. free to I, I, you know, one or two. The way I see it, if, if we don't get through all the questions, which we won't, uh we'll just you know we'll find some other fun thing to do and those questions will save them for another time. So. <laughs> yeah i love it yeah that's so good all right so let's jump into questions from our viewers okay here is our first question from lolly sin and i apologize if i am not saying your name right and she asks jeff what advice would you give to someone who's dealing with anxiety i had dealt with it and at least thought i had i had dealt with it and it came back during a stressful season. Mm. Um, so uh, first off, I have a series of um, a series of scriptures uh, that I always go back to. Um, the first one is Psalm 91. My advice to you, it is so important to speak out the words, not just think it inside, not just like mutter yourself, be aggressive with it. Even if you feel like you're an absolute fraud saying it and you feel like this mousy person as you're speaking these mighty declarations in God's word about his promises, um, speak them out with gusto. Give it everything you have and don't let up. Be rel- The enemy is going to be relentless with you. Be relentless with him. Make him regret he did it because the word has greater authority than anything the enemy could ever say to you. So. I would say my first advice, memorize Psalm 91. I, I, I've, I've shared that advice a lot, but I, when I was going through that anxiety and really just going after it, uh, I, I quoted Psalm 91 probably like eight times a day. <laughs> it's just, you know, the whole, um, yeah. and so that is an important thing. And also to know, uh, there's a couple of other ones. Um, what is it? Second Timothy one, seven, 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, mm. and sound mind. That's another one that like that when you really allow the Lord to unpack that for you, the revelation behind that and just be like, whoa, come on now. Like, yeah, I don't have to be afraid. I actually don't have to. Um, I don't have to identify with that. And then um, also, guys, like Romans. Um, what is it? I want to I want to find it really quick. See, this is why I didn't I didn't get these questions in advance. Yeah, this is good. This is live in the moment. In the moment, Jeff. Yeah, I'm I'm just really, guys. I'm I'm really really fiery about the whole anxiety thing because it's something that's impacting a lot of people, um, and it's one of the biggest ways that the enemy has really tried to subdue a lot of members within the body of Christ. Um, and so, yeah, guys, Romans chapter seven, specifically like uh, verses seven through like thirteen. I, it was funny because I actually wrote a note in here that said study um, recently. And then I, over the, I completely forgot about it. And then God like actually led me through like really unpacking that and the significance of what Jesus did on the cross. And I was, I talked about it. I referenced it the other day on a show, but Romans chapter seven guys, like realizing that the law was, we had sin inside and the law was outside. It was meant to purify us, but it ended up not, working quite that way. Jesus came and reversed it. He wrote the law on our hearts. And so any sin is now an external thing. A anxiety is an external force. When we know that we are new creations in Christ Jesus, guys, when we know that, when we could grab a hold of that, for those who are like, where mm -hmm. is that? Second Corinthians 5, 17. Um, mm -hmm. We're new creations. If we can grab a hold of that and, and stand on that, anything the enemy gets, get, comes at us is is an external force it's not a part of who we are so i would also say uh renounce any declarations you've made over yourself of my anxiety is flaring up my stress my this my that no it's an external thing and when you can when you can realize like what jesus did for us through the cross Oh my goodness, yeah. you guys, the freedom that comes from that. So my advice to you is this, because it, 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 I've talked to so many people about this, you guys, and, um, people far wiser than me. Um, and it's the same every single time it's grab a hold of scripture, declare it, speak it out loud, be a, like, be vigilant, mm -hmm. be like lockjaw, like, uh, make the enemy regret that he ever messed with you because yes. of wh whose you are. Yes. Not, it, that that's it. So there you go. Hopefully that helps. Powerful. Yeah, that helps. And I feel the Lord on that. Um, I, uh, Robin D. Bullock the other day was sharing a message and he said that one day he felt so much oppression in his house that he took the word, he took the Bible and began just walking through every room and declaring it. And yeah, he said, it was yeah. like, whoosh, like the enemy just flew out the door yeah. and from, you know, people that have lived in your houses, previously and all kinds of stuff that accumulates over time and it's so true like the enemy is is real there's real spirit of fear and anxiety but mm. the counter of that is the one who causes hell to tremble that's right and yeah. he holds you in the palm of his hand and he also gave us this word to stand on yeah I love Amen. that, Jeff. Yeah. That's powerful. Well, so, that's so powerful. Uh, we could do a whole show on that topic honestly I know. like I, I'm like I, that's I good. I gave it. you guys enough. Like it, that really is it. Like it's not, well, but like I, I still feel it. 
then press yeah. in, like still declare it. Like, even if it was five minutes later and you feel like an idiot because you have to do it again, do it again, stand on God's promises. And I quote mm -hmm. Isaiah 55 a lot, but I always, I have it on my monitor. It's there because oh, it's so yeah. important of remembering that his word goes out from his mouth and it will not return empty, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. Yes. Promise. It's a promise. That is a promise. God's word will fulfill itself. And you really want to get into it. Um, man, it's like Jesus is the word made flesh. The word will fulfill itself. The word will fulfill the desire for which he sent it. Jesus came. He was the word made flesh. Yeah. He fulfilled the law. Boom. That's like, that's deep right there. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we knew, if we really knew how true, yeah. how real this is, and this is us, this is our inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's believe. Lord, just Amen. thank you for just coming. And even those of you that feel any anxiety or fear, yeah. there's a lot to be stirred with fear right now, but this is going to be the time that you rise up and there is, there's no, perfect love casts out all fear. That's right. And you have that in you. So mm -hmm. that is Amen. awesome. That is awesome. All right. Next question is from our viewer, Elena. And she says, Jeff, how do you balance time together with work, with friends and with your relationship with God? Man. Okay. Well, I've been talking about this a lot lately because it's been a pretty fresh revelation just because I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, would, I don't know that it's a fresh revelation, but as you kind of move from one arena to another, whatever it is, um, it ups the ante. All of a sudden you're like, whoa, man, like things that the way I did it before isn't working or like my, my, my intimacy with the Lord or the way that I did it isn't quite the same. And now it's always the same in that we need to, we need to spend time in the secret place. Like that's, that is the source of recharging your, your body batteries, you know, your, 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 uh, as my dad always said when we were growing up, um, but your, that's, that's where you get that overflow that you can operate from. Um, so how do I balance it? Uh, it's the same every single time it's, it's intimacy with the Lord. And honestly, it's funny. Cause it's like, you get to these places where you go, Oh, I just want to like sit down. I just want to like, hang on. I want to do nothing, you know? And that's, God bless those times. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but those, if, if that, if you look at those as the time where you, and I'll just speak for myself. If I look at just that as, as the objective, okay, I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit, I'm going to clear my schedule. I'm just going to do nothing. What happens with me is that can, that has its place. But if I'm, if I'm looking for something that, that, um, that renewed energy that I know deep down, I know that God can only fulfill. If I'm looking for it and oh, I'm just going to clear my schedule, I'm just going to do anything. I'm going to do nothing. What ends up happening with me is one weekend of doing nothing turns into two weekends of doing nothing turns into three mm -hmm. weekends of doing nothing. And it's like this bottomless pit where you're like, just one more weekend of doing nothing, just one more weekend of doing nothing when what I'm looking for is intimacy with the Lord. Like that's, that's, if I put all of my chips in the basket of God, he is going to supply all of my needs. He's going to supply the energy to engage with people and, and to do this show and, and to uh, cast vision and, and to pursue my own personal projects. It's not through um, any other means, but 
it's interesting how I can still fall into that trap. And then what can actually happen if I do that long enough is I start to get depressed because I'm not doing mm -hmm. anything, you know? And so it's like, um, it's just this, that's for me personally. I know there's other people that can relate to that too. Um, but regardless of whatever your coping mechanism or your, um, your uh, mm -hmm. efforts are to kind of renew your strength and your energy, maybe even in your own ability, like I was just describing, um, whatever it is, um, the common denominator of the solution is intimacy with the Lord, no matter what, no matter what type of personality you are, what your inclination is, if you're left to your own devices, um, it, it, the solution is intimacy with the Lord. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. So good, Jeff. Um, there is, let's see, there's another question that goes along with that. So I might okay. jump ahead to it. Let's okay. see here. Um, yeah, and it's actually, uh, this was a question I had and for you. And, right. you know, you speak of intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You speak of the presence of God as the answer. And here you just spoke of it again. And this is something common. You've heard Jeff mention this. And Jeff, what does that look like for you? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it can depend and it ebbs and it flows. I'll, I will tell you that um, uh, right now. So you guys have been hearing me and this is, you know, me guys, I'm transparent and authentic and you know, whatever. Um, I, I just want people to know. And the reason why is because I want people to know, like, the, like we're all going through stuff. Like we're all like th this whole image of like, Oh, somebody who's in any kind of place of, influence or ahead of a ministry that they've got it all together. I talk to a lot of these people behind the scenes. They don't. And, and, and that's actually said, said to encourage yeah. you because, um, so like one of the biggest areas I've been challenged in this year, um, and it's actually been my, the, the prophetic word I gave for this year was God saying, meet, meet me in the creativity guys. It oh, has been wow. an uphill battle for me to get into that place of creativity. Like, it has been such a struggle, but I'm determined to press in. And a lot of these, I was talking to Lauren about this today. I was saying, it's interesting because, you know, you get people that will say these really powerful things, even on like Elijah fire and people go, whoa. And, you know, just cause I've gotten, I gotten to know a lot of you guys, you know, that are on this show. Um, a lot of times the people that are saying those, whoa, things that is the very area they're being challenged in, in that season. Um, and they're really walking through it. Um, and so, uh, for me, it's been like, but last night I actually had like a moment of just amazing creativity with the Lord. And I just felt like there was, yeah. So it was really great. Um, and I just, um, so that's right now, that's what it really looks like is, is being creative, but also, man, I just love the word. And as I find that even what, like, if I don't, if I don't feel like reading the word, those are the times when like, if I go, no, you know what? Be quiet flesh. I'm going to go read the word. Um, I'm not going to pick up another book or watch a show or play video game or uh, just whatever. Uh, I'm going to read the word. And those have been the moments where it's just like, man, like God immediately <laughs> is just like his presence is so thick. Um, so yeah, I would say that's kind of what it looks like is, uh, a little bit of everything too. Sometimes it's just like being still before him and sitting in darkness, 
like sometimes that's just the way it is. Like I, I just, I love, I love like, I, I love being in like a dark room, but like you've got a light coming in from like another room or down the hall oh, or okay, something like yeah. I, for some reason, I just, I find it very cozy. Um, and so, um, and just spending time that way, I've talked about like, um, like listening to Mike Thompson's podcast and I was like laying on the ground, like yeah. listening to his podcast, like, uh, all kinds of different things. Um, but not allowing myself, you know, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time, uh, locking in my mind, this is what it's going to look like. And if it doesn't look like that, I've failed as a Christian. Um, mm. and I've failed at pursuing the Lord and God has done a lot in me to really redefine like what that means. And that, you know, cause I would, I, on the one hand, I would preach messages about, um, sec- sacred versus secular and these things we deem sacred and these things we deem secular and that they're now they've become so intertwined that I'm like, God is a part of all of that. And I can invite him into all of that. And Hank Kuhneman actually gave a great testimony of that. And it was actually just in passing. It was him telling, setting up a word he got from the Lord, but he has a train set and yes. it's amazing train set. And he was working on the train set and he said, the Lord came to me and said, uh, he asked if he could, he could come and, and commune with him. And he was like, oh my goodness. He's like, of course, Lord. And so I was just like, that really, that's a really powerful illustration of like, God desires to be a part of our entire life. And I can't tell you how many times I've had other people on the show share this who are gamers, but like. Lauren and I both are gamers and I'll have like really powerful, just like that actually really helps me. Pro- God is like, Hey, just like in this game, what you're going through right now is very similar to this. And then I'll dialogue with the Lord as I'm doing something or um, wow. go to a certain area on a map. And then God like speaks to me through that process, you know? And so it, it's a very, um, it's a lot more organic than it used to be. Um, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Oh, hopefully yes. that answers that. That's for setting you. people free. <laughs> yeah. That's setting people free. Yeah. We're talking games, train yeah. sets. Oh yeah. Year 2020, you know, a couple years back, I felt like the Lord asked me to, I actually picked up a magazine. I'm like, God, if you can speak through anything, it was the only thing around. It was like a gift magazine. And there was like this train on it with mm-hmm. like, you could send it with a basket of goodies to people for gifts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, and I remembered that my dad has been wanting to go on like a train ride. This is a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was like a train set, like a toy, like a really cool, if I could find a cool train set. And I sent it to my dad. I also sent it to somebody who's like a second, he's like a second dad or father, very mm-hmm. good family friend. Both of them could not believe it. It was my dad's favorite gift. He plays it. And when you said, Jeff, in the dark with like the light, he turns off every light. And like my mom (laughs) likes to put lights up, but he turns off all the lights and he just has the train light. That's awesome. And God really touched my dad through this gift of a train. And I love that Hank Kuhneman. And yeah, the presence, you know, he's speaking all the time. He's communicating like Mm -hmm. he did in the word, you know, I love that. Like the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The whole word is a prophetic word that told about Jesus. Then he came and was born. And, and now we get to be born and live because of him, but his presence is in our very DNA. Yeah. And absolutely. Oh, one one other thing, sorry, really quick. One other thing that I want to say is that I always default to the word. Um, I think that should be our foundation for everything. Um, and I'm very passionate about 
uh, biblical literacy and constantly reevaluating my theology and making sure that it's adhering to scripture. Um, But um, there are times, yeah, where like, and, and, and recognizing that, look, like, being filled up the word, like, come on guys. Like that's, that's where it's at. Standing on God's promises, having those verses quick fire to be able to combat anxiety or, or a lie that, that Satan's coming in and trying to tell you about yourself uh, um, or a friend or whatever, um, trying to disrupt relationships. Uh, Cause he's definitely trying to do that. Um, uh, but in recognizing that the source of my creativity comes from my intimacy with God. And so defaulting to the word, absolutely. Um, but also recognizing that God does want to encounter us in every facet of our lives. And so even last night I got up and I was reading and then he said, hey, man, he, well, he didn't say it like that, but I said it like that, translating what he said. Um, but he he told me to shut my Bible. And then he started re- bringing these memories from like when I was 18 and first came to the Lord you know, and, um, and so, and he was just like wanting to reminisce, like he was wanting to like, that's it. And I was like, cause at first I was like, Oh God, what are you, what are you saying? What do you want? Why are you bringing these up? What's the secret code behind what you're saying? You know? And, <laughs> and then realizing that it was just like, I just felt delight. I just felt like he was like, I just, I love, I loved that moment with you. And I was like, wow, like me too. <laughs> Gosh, that's yeah. Jeff, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. All right. This one is from Amanda. And she says, What are your favorite? Or she asks, What are your favorite Christian music artists and bands? Metal included. Okay. Uh favorite metal. Well, do Christian metal bands because I listen, honestly, I listen to a lot of Christian metal. And I think the reason why I've explained it before is that I am a very, I, I have a warrior's heart. I'm very just like, ugh, very passionate. Um, and, um, and so I really identify with the intensity of metal, especially if I'm like interceding and I'm just like, and I know the lyrics, I know what they're singing about. I'm like, dude, yeah, this is going to be the, this is a perfect war song, you know? And so then I'll get into it and I'll like cry. I, I actually cry when I'm listening to metal. Uh, and, wow. um, and so, which is weird to some people, I'm just telling you, I'm like, God will use, there's just certain things that, that resonate with you in a certain way. And I know everybody, everybody talks about it. just like people love country music or hip hop or pop or whatever. Uh, metal music is just one of those areas that I really, for me, it's like film scores or classical music and then metal, which is hilarious. Um, but I also listen to a lot of other music too. But um, so favorite Christian artists, um, I would say I, I I was honored to have the the former lead singer of the band for today. Um, they're not together anymore. Uh, they broke up in I think 2016. Maddie Montgomery, and that was just great. That was like pinch me just because like he had such a big influence on me and just my walk with the Lord. Um, and so that was amazing. So for today, August Burns Red, um, which I've thought about having the lead singer Jake Lurs on because God saved him from suicide and like all this amazing stuff. Um, And so those guys are really good. Um, There's a new, I've talked about Holy Name there. uh, Tommy Green, the lead singer, I'd like to get him on, but he's like crazy busy right now. Uh, So that's not going to happen for a little bit, but Holy Name uh, and then his former band Sleeping Giant uh, are really great. And he has a powerful testimony um, 
as well of God really grabbing hold of him because he like basically the long and short of it is he had like an affair with a woman mm -hmm. and he knew it was wrong husband ended up finding out and then committed suicide out of despair oh and he's like and he was just like that complete i mean yeah yeah that's like hardcore um and so <laughs> then he was like okay man i gotta i gotta change what i'm doing i gotta change my ways this is not because the way he saw it he's like his blood his blood was on my hands i knew what i do yeah. was doing was wrong you know so um and i love metal because it's very innovative i think it's one of the most free um genres because you can try out so many different things and really? so like holy wow. name is like a it's like a metal worship album um and so it's uh I, it, yeah so i would say those are some of my favorite bands that i kind of go back to um and then i also um there's a great christian artist she's not metal um her name is sarah reeves and she has a Specifically one album in particular. Um, I can't really vouch for a lot of her newer stuff, but one of her albums, I was just really, really great. Um, let me see. I'm looking it up in my phone right now. Um, that I really, I loved what she did because it was just very electronic. Um, it The song is called uh, Easy Never Needed You, Sarah Reeves. Great, uh, great album. I really liked that one. Um, song angels on that is fantastic oh wow um, yeah uh so check it out everybody uh let's see i'm trying to think of some other ones just off the top of my head i've been i've just been really into like a metal kick right now honestly like that's that's where a lot of my um and then i do listen to worship music and stuff like that too but um sometimes when i just need to like knock down barriers man you put on the metal dude you know so yeah love it i love it jeff Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. That's so awesome. I think, you know, this is setting people free. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously the Lord speaks through music and creativity. So, and there's no barriers to that. Mm -hmm. All right. We have a question from um, Susan. She says, you seemed quite moved by Mike Thompson recently. You just shared about Mike Thompson. Mm -hmm. What guest has made the biggest impact on you either during the episode or after? Okay. So it would be unfair. And this is the honest truth. All right. Um, I, every single person I've had on, on Elijah Fire, I greatly admire. Every single person, Andrea. Um, and... <laughs> I greatly admire their walk wow. and my heart behind the show is to stoke a fire within people to believe that they, to really believe that they have access to this same Holy spirit, the same power of God operating through these different people. God desires all of us to step up to the plate and to really grab a hold of mm -hmm. our identity. And if we know our identity, just imagine the great, great things God can do through us, especially in this hour, guys. And so um, I I honestly I know it sounds cliche, but it's the honest truth. Every single person I've had on the show, I'm just like, man, like I just admire every single one of you guys so much. Um, and it just the, the appropriate response is I want to know God the way Andrea knows God. I want to know God the way Andrew Whalen knows God or Krista Elisha. Um, 
that's the appropriate response to other believers, whoever they are, whether they're well known or whether they're in like for better term, nobodies, you know, is unknowns is, is I want to know God the way they know God. And the only way you can do that is through cutting out the fat in your life and focusing on God and being intimate with him. And it is not, you will never regret it. I have never regretted once uh, sacrificing something else my flesh wanted to do or something that was good and fun and sacrificing that to be intimate with the Lord. I've never once regretted it. So um, I would say that. The other thing I will say is this. Um, I especially noticed this on YouTube. um, And some of it's because of being shadow banned. Some of some episodes we've had where we were like afterwards, we're like, dude, that episode is going to just crush. It gets like 600 views. Uh, and that's on YouTube because we're shadow banned. Um, yeah. But, but I would encourage people if you've, if you, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten messages from people over, you know, the, however long we've been doing this since late 2021 um, where people are like, you know, I was going to, I was going to skip on that episode or I was going to just watch like a couple of minutes of it. And they're like, God totally wrecked me. So my (laughs) encouragement to anybody who's listening to this and you skipped out on an episode, especially if you're like, that has no interest for me might be the episode you need to watch. Um, Cause there are some absolute bangers that we've, we've done with people that have like 600 views, 700 views, 800 views. So I, I would encourage you guys to go check them out because like we bring people on for a reason. And a lot of it is like, we just, we just listen to the Lord and we're like, Hey, I really, I'm really feeling like we should be reaching out to this person. And then like, there are people that we've been watching and God just said, wait for whatever reason. And then a couple of those people have been on the show recently. Um, Cause God finally was like, okay, bring them on, you know? And you were one of them, Andrea, you know, I was like, oh, wow. I knew right away, but then I felt like I was supposed to wait and, um, and then, yeah, so I just think that, um, awesome. yeah, so I, I would say everybody has impacted me. <laughs> Such a good answer. Yeah. You know, oh, that's so good, Jeff. Yeah. Um, that's really, that's really good. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go to the next question. These are amazing. You guys yeah. have sent in such good questions. Okay, uh, from Jens Dell. How long were you watching Elijah's dreams before you reached out to Steve Schultz and his team to be hired? Okay. Yeah. So uh, a long time. Uh, and I actually have been working for the, so this is the story, the, the short, the short story. I'll go through the, like the whole story. I started working for the Elijah list in 2018, July of 2018. So that's pre Elijah's dreams, like live streaming. But we, were, we had started doing a studio show of Elijah's Dreams. <clears throat> and they did like a really, like they did a couple of like a, a dry, not a dry run, but they did like the first like 10 episodes. And it was in like a sanctuary as the studio was being built. So I got hired to kind of help faci- uh, facilitate, um, you know, along with Michael, who's running the show right now, um, facilitate uh, the the kind of putting together the studio and all that stuff. And then running the, I actually like was the floor director, if you want to use that term of those shows. So we did that for a couple of years and then 2020 happened and Lorona came and, um, and so we were locked down and our governor was like, you guys can't do anything. You can't, 
no way until we started doing live streaming then and then we really jumped into it that late 2020 where we started doing it regularly and come early 2021 it just exploded so i've yeah. been i've pretty much been from almost day one not quite day one but i've been working on elijah streams in some fashion or another because it was a studio show before it was live streaming um and so, yeah, since pretty much day one. So, so I've been working for the Elijah List since 2018 and working on Elijah stream since 2018. So, uh, and then it just, you know, one thing led to another. And then uh, Steve uh, asked me to sub for him on Elijah stream. So I did that a couple of times and then um, several times actually. And then, mm -hmm. um, and then Elijah fire kind of came up and he asked and the rest is history, but that's like the quick version. So, wow. It just sped us through it, but it did. It yeah. totally exploded. 2020, yeah, 2021. So crazy. And yeah. you said yes. <laughs> we were all you, like, wow. Yeah. yeah, you you said yes. And you would pop on to Elijah Streams with Steve. You'd pop on when there's technical difficulties. So uh -huh. everybody got to see you. Yeah. And then you started subbing and filling in. And you're a great host on that show as well. You just hosted yeah. there recently. I did with Manic. Yes, it yeah. was so good. All right, we're going to jump to a couple from guests that you've had. So some guests of Elijah Fire. Mm. And right off the top, this is a great one. It's really um, just going to have to think about this one. So this okay. is from Krista Elisha. Oh, Krista. Krista Elisha is amazing. So yeah. what is it like to live a double life as the host of Elijah Fire by day and a brooding vigilante superhero by night? <laughs> It's very difficult. And yes. thank you for outing me. Now everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you just, you just got to do it. I just got to do it. So I do in my dreams. Do so, you wear a cape? I wear a cape. I wear a red cape. Yes. All right? And do you have a lightsaber or sword or anything? No, I just in the super strong blue suit. Fly super fast, super strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, great question. And yes, uh, yes, Jeff, you are the superhero yeah. on this show. And you and Lauren both do the superhero couple thing very well. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to say something really quick about yes. the whole superhero mm -hmm. thing because I've gotten some flack for it, I'll admit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, God has put in people a desire to, to be courageous uh to to do feats of heroism like we it's just something especially within men like we just like oh like saving people um and and so i i think that's where a lot of it comes from is just that i i like to take things and strip them down into simple terms even if it's out of the ordinary so a superhero for example um it's not you know we don't have people in costumes running around flying around and fighting intergalactic bad guys and all that stuff. Um, but for me, it's an easy way for me to strip down uh, and understand certain things that are happening in my world, especially in the spirit realm. It's very easy for me to go, okay, it's like this. And you hear me do that a lot on the show where I'll use simile where I'm like, so it's like this and I'll use it. So for me, I'm a big fan of illustration, even if it's out of this world, even if it's, you know, otherworldly or out of the ordinary. Um, I'm a big fan of illustration. I think that's a really powerful way to communicate with people. Um, and it's something that's always been very, it's not, I wouldn't say 
I don't say it's unique to me and that it's only me, but I, I just, I find that, you know, I tend to, I've always found that to be very, a very unique aspect of, of the way that God uh, has me understand and process information. So mm. there you go. Yeah. And it's, it's a real battle of good mm -hmm. and evil yeah. and you're the starring role in your life. Like this mm -hmm. is how we are seen in the spirit realm. Um, I love that, Jeff. Yeah. So true. Thank you yeah. for being a warrior example to men. A lot of men rising up now and also women. So there's uh, another question that goes with that. I'm going to jump back to the guest or excuse me, um, viewer questions and um, sort of about art, creativity, warrior mm -hmm. um, from Helena. What do you believe God says about video games overall? Mm. Um, so I would say it's the same thing that God says about sports. It's the same thing that God says about movies. That's the same thing that he says about music um, is. Um, is that is honestly that I don't I don't think you can you can minimize it down to he either says all movies are bad or all movies are good that's not true because obviously there are movies that are bad <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to tell you what movies are, you know like <laughs> a lot of really nasty horror movies and stuff like that yeah. uh, the same can be said about video games like I've shared a lot of times and I've had conversations with people backstage other guests that have been on the show other viewers um it's it's one medium of many that god wants to desires to use to communicate and there's a lot of things out of kilter in the video game industry absolutely um that's mm -hmm. undeniable um and uh, but the same can be said about the music industry sports yeah uh you know all the other arts um is yeah. th there there are some things out of alignment for sure um, but I will say that I think the gaming community largely is very misunderstood. Um, I, I know because I've been a part of it, but I'm also mm -hmm. friends with a lot of people that have really felt misunderstood um, and kind of been marginalized within Christianity. And look, yeah, there are some games that are, are bad, but at the same time, too, I've noticed there's a lot of, uh, and the same goes for, and, I mean, you name it where people kind of in inject their own prejudice or their own convictions and then mm -hmm. deem everyone fall into that category mm -hmm. um, of just like, well, I think it's bad. So it's, it's bad and you shouldn't play it and you're going to hell because you're playing it or you're watching this or you're mm -hmm. um, when it might not be, you know, for that mm -hmm. person. Um, and it's like a whole thing, you know, yeah. I, I, I've used this illustration before, even with like Netflix, for example, um, I don't subscribe to Netflix. My wife and I have made a decision. We are not, we are not, we do not want to support Netflix. However, if someone does and they're a Christian and they don't have a conviction about it, are they less holy than me? Because I have a conviction about Netflix and I don't want to watch it. No, they're not more holy than me mm -hmm. or I'm not more holy than them. I, th yeah. Both of us are operating on our conviction and you can't make the assumption, oh, well, they're just not asking God hard enough. Right. Because uh, that you get into religiosity, you get yeah. into, I've seen a lot of hurt people because people carry that mentality. And so I think it's really important to look at things and go, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God, what do you want yeah. me to do? And just focus on loving people and, and fostering an environment that is conducive to the, that, that welcomes the presence of God mm -hmm. in your family. Um, now, obviously, 
you know, like just look with anything, um, I, people can become addicted to video games. Absolutely. Some of you, yeah. your kids uh, might be addicted to video games or your siblings yeah. or friends. Uh, it's a very real thing, but there's a lot of other areas that's to me speaks to unfulfillment in someone's life. If someone is mm -hmm. addicted to something or they're turning mm -hmm. to something to fill a void, they're filling a void for a reason. There's a void yeah. there. Um, and so mm -hmm. how do we combat that is really the question. So do I think uh, video games are bad? No. Do I think, um, do I think God is, is pro hundred percent video games, all video games? No, I don't. Yeah. I think it's important to use discernment on which ones, how much mm -hmm. uh, those are questions that are going to, I've gone through seasons where I, we didn't, Lauren, I didn't really play video games at all. And then some other seasons where we're like video gaming it up on a Saturday night, you know? Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers the question, but if you, have more, if you have more accurate questions, feel free to write and ask. So, yeah, that's good, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. And so much is counterfeited by the enemy. Yeah. You know, there's this gaming, uh, group this is gaming uh culture that you love and are part of mm -hmm. and they're god wants to reach them and give brilliant ideas and yeah absolutely. sometimes people like you said um, i think a religious spirit can attack things like this but sometimes people are really called to be in there like well, what if somebody's working at netflix and they're called to to be like a watchman yeah and well, there's yeah yeah when well, get a load of this so good uh, so, so speaking good. to the film industry specifically i think man i can't i'll get the date off it was in the early 20th century. So it was like probably the 1920s, 30s, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Hollywood came to the church, you guys. Hollywood came to the church Ooh, and they good. said, we want you to make Christian movies. And guess what they said? They said, we don't want anything to do with you and your sinless acts. And now we're in the position that we're in because we, the church, shut the door. Yeah, I'm going to fire yeah. it up, you guys. I know. This I'm is and then we've done this in yeah. so many industries where we're just yeah. like, no, we don't want to. Can we be brave enough to go in and disrupt and and, and, and like in, enter yeah. into these fields? Can we be brave enough to go and do that and and maybe allow Ooh. ourselves to be misunderstood by certain members within the church? Um, can we be brave enough to do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, That's rather so than good. writing something completely off and being like boo hiss no, um, I get it. The desire for holiness. I have it to you guys. I yeah. desire for people to walk in holiness, but also to walk in freedom. And, to, yeah. and, and those are all intertwined. And, and um, oh man, guys, yeah, that's so good. Really have to shift. Yeah. And I'm not making an assumption off of this person asking me about video games at all. I'm just mm -hmm. talking, I, I kind of was re recalling the story of like what happened in Hollywood with the church. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I really, really desire the church to kind of, and we're getting there. We really are. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and be like, we got a long way to go. I think we've come a long way. I think we really have uh, realizing. Yeah, we, we should, we should get into these mountains because now look at them, you know, and they're primed for God's presence, man. And a touch from the Ooh, Lord. So. That's it. And there's, there's just a release and permission. There's going to be a lot of uh, high mountain top positions. They're going to be void very soon. Because uh, God is dealing with evil. He's dealing with evil. He's also dealing with the religious spirit. So the Holy Spirit train is going to plow through some of the religiosity and stuff that has barred us tight in a church. But also there's going to be places to occupy. 
and these mountaintops for gaming and and all of these different uh, positions. So, Jeff, that's so awesome. Hmm. Yes, and we do need the Lord when he brings Amen. us to those places. And he <laughs> will bring us. So, we need him, okay? We like, need him. Emphasis on He's, need. Yes, we can cloak ourselves and everything yeah. in his presence yeah. as we go into these, these positions. Amen. So I have another question from one of our great guests and also part of the Elijah Streams Elijah Fire team and family, Kelsey O'Malley. Oh, Kelsey, Miss Kelsey. Yes. So Kelsey's she's right now with her new baby. Congratulations yeah. to you. And her question is, Jeff, what did you learn from doing missions? And would you recommend doing YWAM, Youth with a Mission? Oh man. First off, yes, I would absolutely recommend YWAM. Um uh what did I learn from missions, man? Um, how much God loves people and how essential it is that we operate within the power of God. And, and, and honestly, this kind of opens up a door of like how I would do things differently now. And a part of it's just a learning experience, but I remember there was a lot of kind of pre kind of cookie cutter things that, you know, youth or um, uh, leaders of mission trips would do they're like okay we'll do like skits to try and communicate because we're going to do open air evangelism and we'll uh you know we'll do this we'll do that and and um realizing i'm like man like what if we just went we're going in the name of the lord what if we just went and prayed for people yeah i would do that a lot more um but just i i would say also um Going to foreign countries where they actually don't have freedom, like we have it and we've taken it for granted. Um, so when I see people who are bashing America, bashing the Constitution, um, saying that it was written by racists or um, the irony is that mm-hmm. it's like you are able to say what you just said because of the Constitution, <laughs> you know, and um, and it is uh, just realizing what a gift freedom is. And it's God-given freedom. And that's what America has tried to embody is that God-given freedom over every single man, that right to freedom for every single man. So going to other foreign countries has really put a lot into perspective uh, because there's a lot of shame around being proud of your country here. And Mm -hmm. I remember there was a moment where I was was in Thailand at the time and there was a guy, he had like a Thai flag patch on his back his bag as a Thai guy walking by someone else was like carrying a Thai flag or someone else from another country was carrying another. And I was just like, all of a sudden I, I saw uh, like an event or something. They had like a American flag, something. And I was just like, that's, that's where I'm from. Like, that's my, and there's such an identity issue within America. It's obviously spiritual. It's more spiritual. That's why it's kind of, we're treating as a physical symptoms, but it's actually a spiritual symptom. Um, a lack of identity and people needing to come back to the Lord, but realizing, man, like what a gift freedom is you guys, like it is such a gift. And a lot of these people that are pushing against and saying America's bad and this and that, I'm like, a lot of these people haven't been out of the country. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like, um, I, you know, China, I've been to China and, and India and Thailand and, and, and like some of these places where it's like, some are more free than others. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you don't talk about China. It's just like, man, like mm-hmm. ma- some major control and oppression, you know? It's right. like, so, um, and, and also like in, 
2018, it was like I went in uh, no, I'm sorry, in 2008. I went in 2008 when they did the the Beijing Olympics and and uh, the Summer Olympics, and they completely displaced thousands of people so they could build some stupid stadium to try and impress oh, the world. Um, and uh, and there's a lot there's a lot of poverty there. Um, and and it's like. I always described it like a movie set where it's like, if you see the movie set and it's like all polished and you go around the backside and it's, it's uh hollowed out plywood and, and there's wires everywhere. And uh, it felt a little bit like that where it was like, they had these big showy, like empty buildings. And then you go, not all of them are empty, but then you go around the backside and it's like, that's where you see the poverty. Um, and so I would say that was one of my big takeaways as well. And just the compassion and being moved compassion um, over these people. And, and um, yeah, so, um, and yeah, I absolutely would recommend YWAM. I think there's um, like with a lot of things right now, um, I will say that no organization is perfect. Um, and yeah. uh, you're, the reality is this, and it's not to be nihilistic. It's not to be negative. People are going to let you down in life. Mm-hmm. Our, our, um, I'm not, if you got around me long enough, you would realize there are things that I can't give you mm-hmm. and Andrea can't give you and Kelsey can't yeah. give you and, and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, the only person that can fulfill that need is Jesus. Yeah. He's the person that can fulfill that need. So if any of you are out there and you're like, I've been putting a little bit too much, too many of my eggs in the basket of like my spouse fulfilling my needs or this friend mm-hmm. and this friend has a boyfriend now. And, and I'm like yeah. upset and Jesus is the only person who can bring that fulfillment to you. So mm-hmm. going back to YWAM, yeah. there are a lot of people right now. Some of our dear friends, mm-hmm. Lauren's my dear friends are going through church hurt, but with YWAM. Um, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, they describe things. I'm like, that happened to me too. Like what you're describing happened to me too. But there's a recognition within me that those people are on their way to Jesus. Uh, that They're on their way to, to total sanctification, just like I am. And they're going to trip up along the way, just like I have. And if we can look at people with grace in that, and look, there are certain areas that legit need to be addressed. Legit yeah. abuse, uh, it's yeah. re- re- religious abuse. Um, you know, physical abuse, emotional mm-hmm. abuse, absolutely. Yeah. But when it comes to just, um, you know, n- you know, like just not lining up and, and there's, there's actual pain. The only way you can reconcile that is to forgive them and to take it before the Lord. That's the, like, because if you sit there and wait for someone to say, I'm sorry, you've just made yourself a slave to that person. And if we can let go of those people and uh, we can let go of that offense and take mm-hmm. it before the Lord and allow yeah. him to heal our hearts and have the courage. It takes courage. You guys, if we can have the courage to lay that before the Lord and allow him to bring that healing, yeah, dude, like, so I will say this. I love YWAM. I thought it was great. Um, was I hurt? Yes. But you're going to be, I, and I've talked to other people in other organizations and they got hurt too. And it's just like, so, um, it was amazing. It, it, it opened my eyes to get them off of myself. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to see other people, um, and, and to see, uh, like interacting with just the sweetest 
Muslim people, Hindu people, Buddhist people, and how much God loves them and wants yeah. them in his kingdom. Um, and it's just an amazing, amazing way. It gave me a lot of purpose in my life. Um, Andre, I'm sure you feel yeah. it put like gave you oh, layers yeah. to some of like, you know, we see things and we're just like, ah. Oh. Um, so there's a lot of people that like poo-poo short-term missions. I don't like right. I, is God so small that he can't use a short-term mission trip? Come on. Like, <gasps> so yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I did YWAM and I, I had, it was life-changing. Yeah. I mean, going to, we went to the Philippines. That was yeah, my first. And came back. And then what did God do? I was praying about what to do. And I get mm. a prophetic word that I'm going to be going to the nations, but didn't realize I actually became a flight attendant. That was still fulfilling the prophetic word. So there's there's so... You have do, been going to the You'll nations. know, everybody listening, you'll know when God puts something on your heart to do it. And guess what? It might be a YWAM experience in the mountaintop. Uh, business or role that you're called to as well. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's just good to not limit God. But yeah, my YWAM experience was really pivotal. Yeah, it was amazing. Was it really amazing. was. It was so great. So yeah, good, good, good. All yeah, right. I actually have like I really quick. I I'm yes. just remembering it. No, um, keep going, Jeff. Uh, I remember my first um, my first venture into YWAM because I was there. I was in YWAM for four years. Um, I remember we were in Thailand and we were in a refugee camp and in, in Thailand, they're Burmese refugees. So there was, um, uh, me, Myanmar, formerly Burma. So that's why I said Burmese refugees. Um, and they were, uh, of the Karen people group and many of them were Christians and they were uh, the victims of genocide. Um, oh, and gosh. the military took over in Burma. They, um, they took over and I think it was either like the, the king or queen or someone, the military took over and they basically said, they're like, I am the, the leader of Burma. And they said, what's Burma? This is Myanmar. And they changed it. And then they started doing ethnic cleansing as they called mm -hmm. it. And they zeroed in on the Karen people group. And so they fled. And so a lot of them are living in these different refugee camps along the border of Myanmar and Thailand. And so we stayed in them. Um, and, uh, and they got, it wasn't the safest place cause, uh, oh, they okay. would, uh, there was I, like, I think like a month before the, the military had, had ambushed that very camp, uh, in the middle of the night. And I was like, Oh, oh we're like in it. Um, <gasps> and I remember we were leaving and there was this guy that kind of hung out with us and what happens too is they're allowed kind of one free pass by the Thai government where they go, you can come into our society, but if you make a mistake, uh, you know, and you get a felony or whatever, or, uh, there's certain stipulations. They basically have to stay in this refugee camp for the rest of their life. So it's like, oh my gosh, kind of prison sort of, but like, yeah, they can't leave. And I remember this guy was talking to us. He was hanging out with us. And I remember we're driving away. And he yells out, don't forget me. And I don't know that anybody else heard it but me. And I just like, it was like one of those things just like burned into my spirit, into my mind, whatever. And I have never forgotten him to this day. And just remembering kind of everything I talked about. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's, that person is out there. I know. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're remembering that, that mm -hmm. voice right now. 
Wow. Well, here's another question from our Elijah Fire frequent guest. And that's Christina, along with her husband um, and son. And she says, Jeff, what is your favorite Star Wars episode or trilogy? And what correlations do you see between the Star Wars story and the Lord? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Oh, wow. That is a big question. That's a big question. I know. I, I, I loved it, though. So. I am an original trilogy guy. Um, now, I'm not one of those fans that dunks on every single iteration of Star Wars. I just, I really enjoy Star Wars. So yeah. my initial reaction to a Star Wars thing is usually going to be, it was amazing. And then I, <laughs> and that is not negating. I will point out flaws, but my, the foot I lead with is just joy. Just enjoy stuff, people. Um, yes. This is my chance to talk to all of those fellow Star Wars fans out there who have been big naysayers. And look, if, if, a, if something didn't do it for you, great, whatever. Uh, but um, to ruin it for everybody else, come on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm default to being an orig- original trilogy guy. Um, I just love the story of Luke Skywalker and also the story of Darth Vader uh, mm-hmm. and the redemption of that. I I get pretty emotional with redemption stories. <laughs> That's why I love like a Christmas Carol with Ebenezer Scrooge, Darth Vader, um, and just that you're never too far gone. That you know he did uh, horrible things. Darth Vader did horrible things, and and yet he was still able to come back to the light side. And isn't that Jesus, you guys? Yes. No one is too far gone. Like no one is. Just I love. That's no what I love. Is. I love the story of Darth Vader. Obviously, he's a bad dude, but mm-hmm. um, he gets redeemed in the end, and he does the right thing, and he saves his son. He saves because that's the thing too is. If you look at it from like a family perspective, right? You've got fathers and sons. You've got this, you know, the, the, you've got relationships. You've got family, and and if we're not careful, we can pass things down to our children. And so sometimes it's like, yeah. I like rather than seeing his line fall victim to the same power of the dark side as Luke's getting like shocked by the Emperor, and he realizes, no, I can end this. I can stop. I can stop this. Yeah. And so he picks the emperor up. He yeets him down the the uh, down in the Death Star and big explosions. And um, and so I I also love at its core is the story of light versus dark, and that dark. And George Lucas is very very he was very adamant about this that the dark side is not good. The dark side is bad. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of kind of. 21st century gobbledygook that's kind of infiltrated into Star Wars a little bit um, to where they're starting to be like, well, we need to tell human stories about the dark side. I'm like, guys, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Right. Do that in a book or something. Like, don't make them out of, you know, in the TVs and shows, uh, or the, the movies and shows. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I love the battle between good and evil. Um, that it's not everybody looks the same, but they're all aligned to the same cause. Um, and I, I just, I love that. I just find it very inspiring. Um, and also I'm a huge, huge space battle fan. So yeah, as a little kid, like loved space battle. So any of them rogue one specifically has like the, okay, I'm going to nerd out for a second. 
Star Wars fans don't know what I'm talking about, but the Battle of Endor space battle is legit. Okay. It's like the penultimate because of high stakes. But the battle at the end of Rogue One, the Battle of Scarif is on par for me with that one because the stakes are insanely high and it's just epic. And you've got X Wings flying everywhere. <laughs> you've got, uh, oh man, I just like, I get like goosebumps when I see the space battles in Star Wars. So, yeah. Oh, I love it, Jeff. Oh my goodness. These are so good. This is freeing people. I know it yeah. is. And it's, I think it's a show on your love of film and Star Wars. Mm-hmm maybe a series. Who knows? All right. One from somebody, you know, very well, Lauren, your wife. Oh, wow. Yes. She has a question for you. And this question is, since you're talking about uh, some of your childhood and Uh love of this, as a kid, did you have a superhero alter (laughs) ego? If so, what was your name and superpower? Oh my God. (laughs) Thank you. Lauren. Yes, I did. Oh man. Okay. You gotta tell us. All right. So it's really dorky. Uh but uh it was so I was little and my brother had this like mask, and it was like this black mask with like this red lightning bolt. Um, and so I put it on and I because I was a big Batman fan as well as a kid, Batman the animated series. Woo! Um and um uh and and so I had all like my gadgets laid out and then my little brother came in and then <laughs> Lauren, you made me tell everybody. <laughs> um, and, and so then I, uh, so then I, he like ran away cause he was like, Oh my gosh, you look stupid. And I came out and I just came up with the name, right? Right in the moment. It was flashback cause of the lightning bolt. And so I said, leave me. I was dead serious. I said, leave me in the flashback cave alone. And then, uh, and Lauren absolutely loved it. And then, so then I ended up like making like a comic at it. Cause I liked drawing as a kid. So I made a comic oh flashback and I had like, he was like, cause I was in, you know, grew up in Oregon. So it was like, Portland was like the most metropolitan place that I knew. And so it was like, he like roams the streets of Portland at night and he fights different people. And there's like a guy named the garbage man. And he would like, you know, oh he's trying goodness. to speak garbage and, and so what's funny though is it's become this very tongue-in-cheek like thing uh, between Lauren and myself and I actually like have like tons of notes in my phone like to just make this really tongue-in-cheek ridiculous and actually our, my first my first birthday with Lauren with us being married so this is 2011 December of 2011 she made me a comic of flashback uh, oh my so, goodness yeah. this yeah. is amazing are you people loving this yeah Jeff. so let me actually i didn't know she was going to ask this so let me see if i can get her to bring it I can't yeah, i'll show you guys so flashback yeah flashback this is so cool okay so we can we do a few more questions jeff do you have a i know oh yeah we got time yeah don't oh, right. worry about it good yeah. i love it so much so i think we're gonna go let's see um uh, we have a whole bunch of good questions from guests too. So guests yeah, and viewers let's, actually. Let's, let's okay. How it. about one more from a viewer? And this is, um, this is Jeff. Are you working on any long short-term film projects in addition to your regular day job with Elijah mm. fire? 
Yeah, so that's like the, been the whole thing of like balancing. Uh, I will completely admit that the it, this is a heavy like to do a show like this because you're dealing with a whole mm -hmm. spiritual aspect as well. Mm -hmm. um, it does take a lot out of you. Um, and so finding again, going back to that whole like secret place and knowing that my source of renewed energy comes from that and um, shifting my focus on that a lot lately has kind of renewed that um, I have several projects um, that I would like to work on. And then I have one that is the project that has been going forever. And uh, cause I've been doing it like off and on over the years. Um, and uh, it's a short film. It's a stop motion animation film. If you go on my Instagram, you can see some pictures I posted of it. Um, I haven't posted anything on Instagram way too long, uh, which I should start posting again. Um, but oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's really a, cool what you've yeah, got on there. It's about, uh, so it's called Bad Motivator. And it's about, uh, there's a character, a droid, who actually just showed up in The Mandalorian, for those watching The Mandalorian. Um, and he's this little guy. And he's from the original Star Wars movie, A New Hope. And so what happens in A New Hope is R2-D2 and C-3PO get kidnapped by these like short little dudes called Jawas with little glowing eyes that take droids and sell them to people. And so uh -huh. R2-D2 and C-3PO crash land on the planet and then they get sold to uh, Luke Skywalker's family. And that's how you know the story kind of continues. But originally it's C-3PO and this guy, R5-D4. And so they're going and R2-D2 is left behind and they're going their way. And then boom, he like, he just, all this smoke pours from his head, this explosion, all the smoke pours from his head. And then Luke Skywalker goes, this R2 unit has a bad motivator. Um, and so uh, then C-3PO is like, yo, get, get R2-D2. And, and then he's like, okay, hey, what about this one? And they take him. And then the Jawas take R5-D4, they pack him back up on their little vehicle and they drive away. My story picks up right after that. So uh, okay. it's, based off of a ridiculous concept uh, that I won't give away. Um, well, I will say this back in the nineties, this version of this, this guy, even as a kid, I thought it was ridiculous because it like his whole body split open and he had like all these like giant guns and stuff. I was like, this isn't in the movie. Like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> and so then I had an idea based off of that. And then I came up with the, the short film. So I've been working on it. Stop motion animation takes a long time. And honestly, I'm not, I don't default to it. So I'm not like it, 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 it definitely is costly for me, but the end result is always really cool. So um, I'm really making a push this year. Cause I actually have like some really cool ideas that mm -hmm. Lauren actually wants to do with me. Uh, and so she's like, you need to hurry up and do the uh, bad motivator so that we can do it. So um, wow. Yeah, some really, really cool stuff based off some of it is based off of visions I've had, some of it's based off of dreams I've had. Um, and then just the gift of imagination. Um, and so I'm really excited to just experiment with that stuff. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because yeah, I wanna keep my mind. Copyright. On, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's oh, nice. Um Jeff, this is awesome. Oh my gosh. Are you, are you all loving this, this side of Jeff that we don't get to hear about really ever? Um, right on, on end of that question, Daniel, another one of our viewers, he says, Jeff, what is your opinion of R2-D2 and the important role he played in Star Wars? Mm. Do you think they would have been able to do what they did if they didn't have R2-D2? Absolutely not. 
R2-D2 is always coming in clutch. Uh, I would say, and George Lucas said this, so I can't really coin it, that especially the original trilogy is through the R2-D2 and C-3PO's eyes. Um, so if you pay attention, they're always in whatever's happening. And so it's kind of a story of, from their perspective, all these different things that happen. So I would say absolutely, R2-D2 especially, C-3PO helped out with the Ewoks and then not getting eaten by the Ewoks. But um, I would definitely say R2-D2 is like one of the main heroes of Star Wars for sure. Yeah. Oh, this is Great so good. Question. This is very prophetic as well. You know, things are, I just feel like there's people being really encouraged, even getting creative ideas and will continue to. This is yeah. awesome. Well, okay, really quick. I want to go back to bad motivators. So one of the cool things that happened as a result of doing the story, because it was a concept that came up with, but then it's like this, this reject droid, right? He's like busted up, has all these problems and the Jawas keep trying to sell him. And then it, like, no one wants to buy him. And the one minute time that like, they think that they got someone to buy him from Luke's family, all of a sudden he blows up, you know, and like they have to fix him again. And there's something that happens in my short film. And I really realized, I was like, wow, like his moment to shine happens within my short film. Uh, and so I was just like thinking a lot about time, the timing of the Lord and, and how um, we can't be so focused on, okay, well, I need to see success in my twenties. And if I don't see it by mid twenties, late twenties, yeah. I have failed, uh, yeah. which is just not true. Um, yeah. And you can get a vision from the Lord and you can sit on it for like two decades, three decades, four decades, and then God can fulfill it. That doesn't mean all those other times were a waste. And so we need to shift our focus on what we think success means. Uh, yeah. Because especially when we're holding on a promise, we're standing on a promise from the Lord um, to stand on that promise and trust that God is going to fulfill it. And that we just need to walk through the doors that we need to walk through. We need to look at the different plows that are in our life and put our hand to those plows um, yes. and, um, and be good stewards with, you know, whatever it is God has placed on our heart, but that time will come. And so I, all of that came through yeah. making this short film. And I was just like, see, this is guys, this is why I love simile. This is why I love, allegory and yeah. uh, and illustration because you can take it just like i did and apply it mm -hmm. to the things of the spirit and that's why i love you know my the stuff i create doesn't always have like okay and then here's jesus and here's i think those are important stories um just me personally i felt a strong desire to um to head in that direction that's the way god has always spoken to me so anyways there we go incredible yeah this is awesome jeff oh, I, lauren did you find your lauren okay brought flashback yes thank you lauren so flashback and, and the miscreant of muck okay and, uh, can you hold it up a little longer oh my goodness this is amazing yeah and so she drew all of this you know wow yeah. There's the garbage man. This is nasty. your wife. Lauren drew this. Yeah. And the city, the streets of Portland are filled with, with uh, garbage. And this what's is amazing. Flash, what's flashback going to do? And there he is in his flashback cave. He's, he's looking on the computer and he's like, I got to do something about this. And then he like busts out all of his gadgets and saves the day. 
I was blown away. I was like, I, loved I cannot it. believe you did this. So when did she do that? How long ago? Did so she... that was our that 2011. So the year we got married. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I want to say about that. And then we're going to go quickly go to the next question. Jeff, you're living something out of this superhero. Some of you are living out what you've, your word. You know, Jesus, the, the word of God all throughout scripture, he spoke it or there was action. That's why when Jeff says to get the plow, take a step, do something, it's really real to God. But it was often impressioned, spoken, or acted out before it happened and got yep. fulfilled, including mm -hmm. the birth of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah, the resurrection, all of it. So it is with us. And Jeff, so your season, so yeah. you are literally that superhero. And that story being lived out and it's going to happen, but whoa, mm -hmm. this is a huge season and mm -hmm. doors are going to open for yeah. you. And yeah. for many of you out there, keep believing, Amen. throw out the age thing, throw out the restrictions, throw out the, uh, the mocking from others or the unbelief. This is the yeah. time to believe. Amen. Yeah. And I just saw a, co a comment from Kelsey. Uh, she's like, Lauren needs to open an Etsy shop. She used to have an Etsy shop and it did really <gasps> well. She did custom watercolor portraits and, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and, Ooh. you know, it's like when you, when you do art for other people, eventually you kind of get to this point where you're like, so she's talked about doing an Etsy shop again, but she wants it to be her own prints, doing her own thing, not doing commissioned work. Um, and so she's kind of starting that process, not the Etsy, but just kind of, um, God has taken both of us through like creative, um, creative seasons and like really hyper creative seasons and then seasons where we actually felt like we were supposed to pause and wait so that for us, it's been that like the waves of, uh, you know, on the beach, you know, kind of a thing. Um, mm. So yeah, maybe she'll open another Etsy shop. It'll be like prints and stuff. She does some really cool stuff and she does so many different types of styles and yeah, she's really yeah. talented. Yeah. I'm telling you, you two are, this is a story. You're living the story and you are that, you are that finished product already. It's inside of you yeah. and yeah. it's going to be so great. Okay. So here's one more question. Let's see. Let's take this one from illumination. Okay. Illumination is amazing. She's in the background. It does so she much is. for Elijah fire. So we love you illumination. What has been the best thing about doing Elijah fire? Any funny stories or moments that come to mind to share? The best thing <laughs> has been getting to like anytime anybody says yes to coming on the show, I'm like, you seriously, you know, like wow. I just am so grateful. Um, so it's just been amazing to get to know the guests and to get to know, um, people like that watch the show. A lot of you guys write in and it's been really great. I don't always like have time to respond, you know, quite a bit uh, as much as I would like to, but, um, I just really appreciate just being able to get to know everyone. And then get, like a lot of times what people don't see is, is a lot of our guests will hang out after the show. And that is so fun because I'm very relational. I love just hanging out with people, getting to know people. And, um, and so uh, that has been really cool. And Andrea, you usually hang out for a bit. And I it's fun. love yeah. it. It's yeah. such a great, yeah, it's, 
yeah it's amazing yeah we always joke and we're like man we should have just recorded that you know like oh totally deep conversations it, so sometimes you're more free when you realize the camera's not rolling yeah and yeah yeah totally yeah so um and that happens <laughs> quite a bit but really it's just been like being able to like get a front row seat into different guests pouring their hearts out and and um and just being privileged enough to actually be able to like you know, um, and, and then another thing too, honestly, has been like, uh, God has really like been very stern with me on like, you have just as much to share. And there was a lot of kind of, uh, nervousness, awkwardness, and then, uh, you know, things like that. Um, but really realizing, realizing that the approach God desired from the show was very give and take very back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and that's been something we've gotten a lot of praise for, um, which has been really cool um, just to know that, okay, you know, cause you're kind of taking a gamble, you know, some of that stuff. And, um, uh, but uh, it's just like being able to have a platform to even release the things that God has put, been stirring in my heart for years. You know, like I said to people, I, it was in like an eight year quiet season, you know, where I was felt very kind of tucked away and um, uh, felt, especially towards the end felt like a starting horse where I was just like, Oh, let's go, let's go, you know? And, uh, and so that's been nice to have an outlet, but I would say that's secondary to getting to know the guests. Um, and then also to, um, and earn their trust. Um, and then, uh, and then get to know the viewers as well. That's been really, really cool. So funny stories. I mean, I don't know if there's one that like, comes to mind illumination i just every now and then slip because I, I i'm just it's relaxed like yesterday i was talking about victoria's book about purity and access oh, to yeah. puberty you know and i was like whoa <laughs> that was, I, I watched it that was yeah, a great so episode just, though yeah, and... funny yeah so stuff like that happens you know that's always amusing i'm sure everybody else finds it amusing so it's so good to laugh yeah because that's what makes this show i mean you have oh yeah, oh, the coffee, the coffee fiasco. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> funny. That was horrible. I don't so think I know I had about a big this. Thing of coffee, and I think Abby Duplaga was going to be on, and she was having issues. We had to delay the show a couple of minutes, and I'm like running all over the place, and, and my coffee right here. It was like out, really out, you know, like close to me, and and I was moving around, and I reached over to grab my mouse, and I just karate chopped this giant mug of coffee, and literally it went. I mean, everywhere, guys, like <laughs> oh, no. right before we're supposed to go live oh, everywhere, man. you know, and so Did that was like, Did you get burnt by it or no, fortunately, no, but it was just, like, oh man, it was, it was everywhere. I just found some more coffee drops on the co- the carpet here. So I like, I'd scrub them out and that was like months ago. So yeah, that was not fun, but oh, man. well, you know, Laura illuminations that she died laughing. Well, I'm glad somebody <laughs> was laughing. I was like sweaty and yeah, it was just not great. It'll be a so, great scene in your book someday. There you go. I love it. There you go. Oh, that's good. Okay, how about one from your sister, Jen? Okay. Oh. Who was your favorite Power Ranger and why? My favorite Power Ranger was Tommy, the Green Ranger slash White Ranger. <laughs> I I had always had this thing with like leaders in like different groups. If it's the Ninja Turtles, it was Leonardo. If it was oh, yeah. Power Rangers, it was the Green Ranger slash White Ranger because um, he changes. Like he changes from the Green Ranger and then becomes the White Ranger later. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah. So I always kind of gravitated to those 
and and it was funny because as a kid i was pretty shy um and um unless i was like close with people and now it's the opposite like i think it was when i became a believer and really uh god really grabbed a hold of me all of a sudden i realized that other side of me was actually the counterfeit that 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 shy mm -hmm. side of me was actually the counterfeit because yeah. there was a lot of reject i faced, faced a lot of rejection and and just felt rejection from people and didn't feel like i belonged and that was another reason why i really like gravitated towards like spider-man when i was in, like a teenager i'm like middle school and into high school actually and um uh and and so realizing oh this is this is who i am and it felt so free i felt so natural in it and uh it was kind of funny because when i like became a believer in my senior year of high school all of a sudden i became this different person and i was getting to know people in my my graduating class that i'd been in school with for years and didn't really get oh, to yeah. know them and all of a sudden i was like now i was like becoming friends with them so it was uh yeah so there we go tommy awesome. the green ranger the slash green white ranger with the dragon zord slash uh <laughs> tiger zord so yeah oh i love it <laughs> yep okay uh michael just sent a funny thing in the chat i was laughing at that too all right so how about one from uh back to we'll go to you know this is a good one from krista bullock it's very serious so brace okay. yourself all right so being a foodie if you could have your own show on the food network what would it consist of and what would be the name wow man serious question <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so, I, I mean, I love food. Okay. We love all kinds of food. We, me, me and, and, uh, Lauren and myself, uh, and oh man, goodness gracious. You know, it'd be cool. Every week we sample a different cuisine or we, we try out a different, we make a different, a different thing, or we, we try it and then we make it. So it could be like, uh, Oh, Kelsey O'Malley said pie masters. I do love pie. <laughs> I really do. Um, so, uh, yeah, but then you could do like different things, but then also you could just do a show about pies where you just make different kinds of pies. Ooh, I would get awesome. Chunky's McGee if I did that. Though. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, do, you, do you know what you'd call it? Uh, maybe that's a good, Kelsey's got a good idea there. Pie masters. Uh, I don't know what it would call it. Like, like, ooh, what if you just like had a dial and you spun it like, like, cause I instantly thought of like Russian roulette, you know, where you like spin okay. it and it would like every week we spin it and we go, oh, it's Thai food this week. And then we go and we make Thai food and we talk about ingredients and we do it. And then, oh, it's Southern food. That's uh, great. you know, there we go. I so love it. Be, like, I don't know what it'd be called. Wow, Jeff, what if you have a Russian food let? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you will contribute to a food show with your many other endeavors meals. in the future. There we go with the alliteration. Miscellaneous meals. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, mid we just found out. Michael just said, <laughs> got to get the Midwest breakfast pizza on the wheel. We, us West Coasters, we just found out about Casey's breakfast pizza in the Midwest, apparently. And we're like, breakfast pizza? pizza? Dude. Hmm. I got to try that. So some of you Midwesterns yeah. are like, well, you don't know about 
KC's and breakfast pizza? No, we don't. So we don't have I mean, that over could, here. That's interesting. Breakfast, breakfast burritos, but breakfast pizza. Breakfast. I would have never thought. Midwest. Breakfast so now pizza. I gotta, I gotta try this. Midwest has some great food. Yeah. Anyone out there from the Midwest? All right. Yeah. How about back down to another one of the Elijah Fire team, Mariah, and she asks oh, Jeff. Wow. What did the process look like for you when you transitioned from a mainstream denomination into more Holy Spirit-filled relationship with God? Wow. What practical things changed for you and what freaked you out the most? Okay. Yeah. A lot of things freaked me out. Um, <laughs> uh, so it for me, it was like a really gradual process um, where, and nothing against Lutherans. There are a lot of people that are like, oh man, I'm Lutheran. It's my jam, you know? Uh, but for me, that's what actually like, cause you know, we grew up that way. And that, so I, I was raised in the church, but I wouldn't, I, I didn't really become a Christian until I became, be, until I was 18, I turned 18 and I was a senior in high school. And, um, and so at that point we were not going to church at all. Um, and so I definitely was not, I, I didn't get into like hardcore sin or anything like that, but I just was not living a godly life. My thoughts weren't good. Um, you know, uh, all that stuff. But, um, uh, I remember my brother and my, uh, my friend Ezra, we were really close, all of us. And they started going to Ezra got invited by a friend from high school to a church at Calvary chapel. And they came back and they were like, different and mm. i was like okay god I, it, there was no doubt all of a sudden i was just like god i want you in my life like it, it was wow. like this instant because it was interesting you guys because like i went through this process of like a lot of my friends all of a sudden started partying and sleeping around and doing like smoking weed and stuff like that and and there was something in me that i i i felt like almost like not that I'm special, but I felt set apart, like especially my friends group where it was just like the difference between me and I've talked to, to other people, you know, the difference between me and someone who lived a life of drug addiction and sex addiction and whatever else, the difference between me and them is that I just, I listened to the Holy Spirit and all of us have that. All of us have God being like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You know, like what you're hearing. Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Um, and I listened to the conv to that conviction. And all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, like like on a dime, turned the other direction um, uh, from the path that I was ultimately headed. Um, and uh, And so, yeah, it was just like, um, so it was like a process of that. And then I was in, I was at Calvary chapel, uh, slash another non-denominational. I like, I just wanted church. Like, Oh, I wanted to be with Jesus all the time. Really? So like, I was just, I, I went to two different youth groups and two different churches. Wow. And, um, and then finally I got involved with Calvary chapel. I became a youth leader. I did that. Then I went into YWAM and in YWAM, it's a bit of a oh, melting yeah. pot, right? You've got a lot of different denominations. And right, so right. I, but I was very like, I mean, cause in the, in Calvary Chapel, it wasn't, they weren't really, they weren't really like pro gifts. They didn't really necessarily like yeah. condemn them, but it was like, everything was like, 
yeah, that's not the real thing or whatever. Uh, and so uh, I used to make fun of mm -hmm. the charismatic. I used to make fun of, you know, it was the butt of a joke, you know, and, and I thought that being slain in the spirit was fake. And I've shared this on the show before, but I remember I was in, I was in YWAM. I went to YWAM and this dude, Kip Gaines, God bless him. He came on and uh, very charismatic and was just like, would just break out into speaking in tongues. And at that time, I really began pressing in hard to the Lord. Like he would wake, before I got into Wyoming, he'd wake me up in the middle of the night. Uh, and I was just so hungry for the word. Uh, it's funny because he's doing that again to me right now. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, uh, and I would just like, I just wanted to be with him. And so I'd like get up in the middle of the night, like this like ache in my spirit. And then I would like get up and I'd be like, I just want to like, I just want to be with you. I just want to like talk to you. And, um, and so I was already in that process when I got into YOM and then all of a sudden it was like tongues. I was like, what really happened first was Kip Gaines. He prayed, he was praying for people and they're getting slain in the spirit. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> like immediately, like, I was like, where's the door. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then I was like, okay, God, you know, that my heart's desire is to be with you. And, and, and if, and you know how I feel about this, but if this is a way that you want to communicate with me and encounter me, I just want that. That's what I want. So I surrender my discomfort, um, my fleshly, fleshly desire to run. And then it just, from there, it was just like, I got slain in the spirit. The guy was like, walked up to me and he was probably like two feet away. He was sticking his hand out. And I started falling over and he grabs me. He's like, no, I'm not done with you yet. And he pulls me back oh up and he's like goodness. praying for me. And God. then I, and I remember just being like, it's real. It's absolutely yeah. real. And, and then that kind of segued into me pursuing speaking in tongues. And that was really cool. Um, I just remember I would sit in this, there were a bunch of like spare dorm rooms uh, on the base. And so I would sit in there at night. I don't know. I didn't know how, for how long I would just sit on the edge of this bed, my Bible, a journal. And I would just be like, Lord, like I want to speak in tongues. And so I'd open my mouth in faith and I would just leave it open. And then slowly but surely, as I'd just be, you know, praying to the Lord and whatever, I would start to feel my mouth take shape. Like it would start to form things, but it wasn't making, I wasn't making any noise, but it's like my, I could feel my mouth wanting to make form certain sounds. And, and so then I remember there was this girl who had anxiety. Interestingly, she was struggling from anxiety. She was one of my fellow students mm -hmm. and we all prayed for her. And they're like, everybody, let's pray for her. And then I remember I put my hand on it. All of a sudden it was just like, boom. And I, I started speaking in tongues and I stopped because I was like, I was like, whoa, I just got it. And then from that <laughs> point on, it was like, you know, and so for me, it's been a gradual process of just like being carted around to these different denominations, different groups of friends. And then coming here, it just made sense. It was just like, uh, there was a part of me that was like, okay, this is like hardcore God, but I've had so many encounters with you. I was always the weird one that people were like, I remember there was this, I was going to date this girl, not, not Lauren, this, um, someone else. And it was funny because her roommate was a girl that I dated a couple years prior. And I didn't know that, but she was like, just to let you know. Jeff thinks he can see demons and like, oh she's saying, like yeah, all this stuff. Uh, and I was like, well, I can, you know, but, um, pray I haven't seen the demon in a while, which is great. Um, it's turning more into angels, which is great. That's, yes. that's what I wanted. But you know, um, at the time there was some stuff in our home happening that was pretty dark. Yeah. And, uh, and so I would 
I physically saw demons with my eyes. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, that was, I will admit I was afraid like the first time I saw one, cause I was a pretty young Christian. I was like, just this fear, mm. like just fear just like came over me. And it's oh, like, yeah. that's all they have. Like, that's it. Like, like they're not like, I remember there was this one time there was a, um, this is kind of actually a funny story. So this is like it to depict, have you guys ever woken up and you just felt kind of like, Oh, slime. Like you yeah. just feel in a funk. Yes. God, I actually had an encounter where I saw the source of, of that. So I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I saw in the spirit where I was like, it was almost like my eyes were open, uh, but I was Ooh. laying down and I saw this demon and it was probably like three or four feet tall. It was like kind of oily, shiny, oily. Mm -hmm. And it was like this ball with like, with like these like the spindly legs and spindly arms. And he had this, this, um, this vat of, of black tar on his, on his back. And he kind of plods in and he like literally comes through the door. He comes down the hall and I go out in the name of Jesus. And he literally just no hesitation, just turns around and walks back, back the way it came. <laughs> and I was like, and I realized I was like, that's the slimy, like icky feeling when you yeah. wake up, like it's just this dumb little thing yep. that has to submit to the name of Jesus. It's this dumb little thing that comes in and dumps it on you. Its job is to come in and dump it on you and then walk away. It is this dumb little thing that you literally could like punt away. Uh, and it has it. to submit to yeah. the name of Jesus. So um, I thought it was really okay. interesting. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So I hopefully that answers Mariah's question. I think, you know, definitely all of the, the standard things that make people uncomfortable um, I remember I used to be so nervous if I met somebody who was prophetic. I'm like, they're going to call me out or they're going to, you know, and uh, now I'm like, dude, what, what do you got? What do you got? I love it. <laughs> Maybe they have a word for me. Yeah. So. Oh, Jeff, that's so good. Wow. Are you, is everybody loving this out there? Um, Jeff, this is so, so good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we are pretty well into this, but do you want to do like one or two? Yeah, more we can do a couple more. A couple just more, so fun. and then we'll. Like, it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, like, I just I'm loving it because yeah, we'll do a couple. We can do a couple more. We certainly Jeff don't get to hear from you like this, and here you have all this all this treasure yeah. inside. Man, talk about talk about sewing by you being the host of this show, and and. I don't want to say promoting, but really giving voice to so many people mm -hmm. to tell what's in their, their spirit, their heart, to tell their story. And you've been like, tell it, give it, and mm -hmm. you'll jump in and make it work. But you've sewn that into so many people like me that you're going to have so many opportunities to, sh to do your storytelling, mm -hmm. film. I just, that's going to just blow wide open for you. It, it only has to, because yeah. that's the law and how it happens. And again, I, I mean, the example was set to me by Steve and that's what he did with the Elijah list. Yes. You know? so, so it's cool. just kind of carrying that forward, but in, mm -hmm. you know, a me way, I guess, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, yeah. God does allow us, like he does want us to, to engage. There are specific things he, he can tell you. And sometimes he'll be like, and then have fun spicing it up, you know? Uh, so oh, yeah. that's what I've done. So, Yeah. And thank yeah. you so much, Jeff and Steve. And wow, it's just going to, it's going to catch on a good fire and yeah. keep going, keep yeah. spreading. All right. This one, um, Jeff, uh, 
you've mentioned you had ideas about reaching out to Twitch and the gaming community more. Can you share what any of those are yeah. yet or are they still a work in progress? I will say there are things that we want to do, but I don't know that they're, um, I don't know how we would do them. Um, uh, so honestly, I'm all ears, guys. I'm just going to be completely awesome. blunt and honest. If you guys have ideas, feel free to write us. Um, because we're, Twitch is one of those that we don't want to let go of. But we're also kind of like every idea we come up with, we're like, I don't know that it's going to fly with the higher ups. I don't know that that's going to, I don't know that we could really sell this. Um, and I get it. Uh, you know, so it's, I don't really want to go into the details of what we thought of, but, um, you know, there's a couple of things that we thought of doing as exclusive Twitch things. Um, but we don't want to alienate our audience, um, just to engage with one specific Avenue. Um, so I don't know, guys, if you got ideas, let us know. All right. And I'll just leave it yes, at that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everybody at watching from Twitch as well. Yeah. We love okay. you guys. <laughs> All right. So, and how about a question from, uh, this is a fun one. Eve, what is your favorite vacation spot or your most memorable vacation? Oh man. Okay. Um, man. Well, we always go to, well, we don't always, we used to go to, there's a couple. All right. Um, for the first year. So every year, my in-laws, um, all go to Leavenworth, Washington, um, and they've gone every year. And then this year was the or last, I guess, last year, last December was the first uh, year that we went with them. And it was so fun. It was like Christmas land yes. and it was like snow everywhere. And like everything looked like Christmas. It was this cozy German town. I got to eat yummy food. Um, it was really, really, really fun. So that was great. It's just like picturesque. Um, and so, yeah, that was a lot of fun, uh, just being in the Christmas spirit and, you know, super fun. Um, and then we always, uh, we, in the past we've gone to sun river, which, which is just outside oh, of Bend, fun. Oregon. Um, and I used to, I've gone there ever since I was a kid. Um, but, um, we used to go there with my sister and brother-in-law, but they moved to Ohio. Uh, so, um, that was really fun. I really liked doing that. Um. And because like the high desert is just beautiful and oh, yeah. there's all kinds of really cool things in Bend and around that area. Um, and then uh, also, honestly, and it was a lot of it was just the company, but Lauren and I went to I, uh, for our 10 year anniversary, which was uh, 2021. We went to Disney World uh, and that was pre all the craziness, everybody. OK, but um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it. And it was honestly just like the best, you know, celebrating uh, 10 years worth of marriage. Um, but then also just being able to share in that experience together. Uh, it was so fun. Um, yeah, we totally like we went on like the I don't know if you've ever been on the the Avatar like uh, Pandora ride where you fly on like the Banshee things where you're like, no, flying. I haven't, but I've always Dude, wanted we to. Both cried. Like, like we were like, oh, I bet. We actually felt like we were flying. And we we're like, that was amazing i never oh. felt you know and it was just like oh man it was so cool like you actually felt like you were flying um oh my gosh and yeah so that was 
uh, that was super cool. So I would say those. And then, I mean, then there's like the really, if I want to be really extra, um, there's the island of Kosamet off of Thailand. Um, and then we would take our teams there to debrief. So at the end of an, a long outreach, grueling outreach, we take people to this resort island. Uh, and it's just like white sand beaches that feel like powdered sugar. And it was just like, or brown sugar. It was like really like fine. And, um, just praying for one another processing. Awesome. Um, so, so, so fun. So the Cosumet was cool. Cause you have to take a boat there and you have to like hop out into the water to like get onto the beat onto the Love island. It. it was so cool. And it was just, yeah. So that was cool too. Oh, and do you have a somewhere that you've never been that's on your list that you would love to go to? New Zealand. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. For obvious reasons, you know. But let it happen, Lord. Yeah. So yeah, beautiful. I've not been there either, but yeah. oh gosh, the green picture that's so beautiful. I, yeah. And so I, many different parts of New Zealand. Yeah. And I would say also I would love to go to the United Kingdom as a whole, uh, because a lot of my ancestry is from there. Um, and so that would just be cool. Oh, you know? that'd be so, so good. Yeah. Let it happen, Lord. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's see. How about, um, this was one from, uh, where I just had it. Okay, Jeff mentioned, this is from Danny. Jeff mentioned a tool he used while driving to work. He said yeah. he would play this CD where it would have him uh, speak, repeat Bible verses. And then you went through a storm and all the verses came back. Yeah. To so I share. actually saw that, that question. And I was like, I gotta see if we can find it. It was a, it was by a woman named Chantel Cooley. Um, and it was back when we did the studio stuff with Elijah streams, we would provide um, a special, like a book. And then like, um, like three CDs of like messages. Um, and it was unique to Elijah streams. It was like a custom thing and we actually wow. don't sell it anymore. So okay. I will give you a couple of tools. All right. The first one, going back to what I said at the beginning, Psalm 91, that was one of those, like that was, that was the first scripture on the actual thing. Um, mm. And then, uh, so Psalm 91 uh, I believe it's, let me look it up really quick. Isaiah 26, three, uh, was another one. It says you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And that word steadfast means to lean upon. So, um, yeah, so that's, I, so Psalm, uh, Psalm 91, Isaiah 26, three, and then I'm just going to give you a couple other scriptures to just stand on, um, because they'll just, they're, they'll bring breakthrough. Romans 8, verses 14 through 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, John 8, 36, uh, 8, 36. And then, uh, then a couple more scriptures. Uh, I have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. I have the helmet of salvation to protect my mind, Ephesians 6, 17. My weapons of warfare are not of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 4. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. And then a bonus. This one's a real good one. This is the strategic position, you guys. 
Ephesians 2, 6, which says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated him, seated us with him in heavenly yes. realms in Christ Jesus. That's our strategic position that we operate from. So if you need to rewind this and get those scriptures down, the person's asking, mm -hmm. take yes. all the scriptures, memorize them, or at least put them in a, 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 a place where you can grab a hold of them really quick and just boom, if they're on your monitor, on your bathroom mirror, if they're in a journal, if they're, you know, whatever. So hopefully that helps you. That is awesome. Yeah. I remember hearing um, a long time ago that if you record or listen to yourself, like speaking out loud, the scripture, like you do, Jeff, like for example, Psalm 91, yeah. um, and then you, you're hearing it, you're here, you're speaking it, you're reading it, but you're hearing oh, yeah. yourself speak it. So I started to use my voice recorder on my phone and literally I'll play and hear, put my headphones in and I'll listen to myself saying Psalm 91. And it's like, it's you, but it's obviously the Lord speaking. Uh -huh. through. Yeah, there's that's a really good idea. There's something that engages when we speak it. And then when we hear ourselves speak yeah, it. That's a really good idea. Sam Cook actually yeah. is the one that I remember him sharing about that. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. So. All right. Let's do one more. One more question. Yeah. All right. This will be from, um, how about, uh, okay. It, this one is a serious question. Harmony, one of Elijah Fire's frequent guests. Why is Star Wars better than Star Trek? I need a deep theological answer. Okay. You're not going to get a deep theological answer because <laughs> I'm put on the spot. Uh, but I will say this. There are some pretty cool things about star trek um even though i think star wars is far superior i think you've got the whole good versus evil thing that we talked about earlier yeah. um and all of that stuff um so people can rewind it and listen to that i think that's a good explanation um uh but one cool thing about uh star trek is that they're all unified under a singular vision so you have humanity um that is all unified under a singular vision uh, under the Federation, um, Starfleet, and are um, are going uh, for the sake of peace, um, and they're going out. And so you've got Africans, and you've got Asians, and you've got you know Europeans and Americans. You've got all these different people that are all there's a synergy, and they're all working together. Take out any parallels with world, one world, whatever. Like that's not yeah. the point of trying to make. Um, I think just the the unity of vision and and I that's something I've always kind of thought was cool about Star Trek is um, is that the unity that gets brought as a result of interstellar travel and being like hey let's maybe protect our planet like let's foster our planet and let's go explore together let's go do fun stuff together uh, that ends up being crazy and you know uh, anyways so I would say that I've always appreciated that aspect of Star Trek. Um, but Star Wars, definitely the good versus evil thing. I love that storyline throughout different um, different stories. Yeah. Is that story of good versus evil, redemption, um, forgiveness, uh, you know, overcoming your struggles and your doubts to become who you're born to be. Um, like, I, I love, love all of that about Star Wars. So, yeah. And then oh. spaceships come on now <laughs> to, to really drive that home. Yeah. The spaceships. Love it, Jeff. Oh, that's so good. And yeah. I think Steve Schultz, I think, does he more of a Star Trek 
He is. Fan? Yeah. Has he said it before? I thought yeah. I remembered that. Yeah. That'd be a fun uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, okay. I it think illumination. <laughs> yes. Jeff, Jeff, illumination has one more fire question oh, yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. Can we do it? Yeah. All right. She um, she's, uh, says, if you could erase your memory and watch a movie for the first time again, what movie would you pick and why? Okay. I'm going to remove the obvious ones. Okay. okay. Um, uh, I, I'm going to do an unexpected one. Um, All right. Because uh, the the obvious obvious ones would be like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, you know, like yes. um, it would be the movie La La Land um, Ooh, because it's wow. all about creatives. And I was at a place where God was really like beginning to speak some really profound things to me about my future, and and um, it's about struggling artists who don't give up and persevere. Um, and I, I, uh, tears just rolling down my face during that movie. Um, cause it was just, there was something mm -hmm. about it that really just connected with my, cause it's not a love story. There's people that look at it and they're like, it's a love story. I'm like, it's not a love story. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that's not, that's the way I look at it. It's not a love story. Um, and that it's, it speaks to, there's a couple of lines in there that really, uh, like there's you know, the character uh, the girl character in it, she's um, Emma Stone's character. She's uh, there's a, uh, an audition that's coming up that could be promising. And um, uh, Ryan Gosling's character is like, you got to go to this. And she's like, I can't go to that one. She's like, she's like that, that'll kill me. And and he's like, why? And she's like, and, and, and she's basically saying like, I, I want to give this up. And he's like, why? And she's like, because I think it hurts a little bit too much. And and mm. I think that really speaks to a lot of creatives, people that have been given big vision. Um, and uh, obviously we serve a God who's going to fulfill his promises, right? Um, but just being honest, there's always a part of you that has to overcome the doubt. It has to overcome yeah. the, 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 the temptation to insulate yourself from disappointment and discouragement and pain that can come as a result of um of that so i would definitely say la la land um because uh, there's some people that are like well i don't want to say anything for the people that haven't seen it but uh it's not a love story okay uh, right so yeah oh that was unexpected yeah. i love that yeah yeah i actually got to meet emma stone she was on my flight one time oh you did she's really lovely um yeah, yeah and that movie i think by the whole even theme and so much that has been spoken in this conversation, Jeff, it's like even there's this thing of time, timing, and something that's inside of you that, I don't know, there's just this thing where God puts something inside of you. He speaks a word. You sort of, you sort of I don't want to say die to it, but in a way you kind of do to when you get a big dream and yeah, then you, you, live, you almost live it out. Yeah. You almost lived the story out yeah. and then God brings it through you. So yeah. And my big, yeah. my big message though, and I, I'm really believing this is like one of my life, one of my life messages that has become very clear within the last year. And you've heard me say this a lot on the show. You've heard me say it a lot today is, um, cause there's a lot of stuff that was ingrained in me. You got to grind, you got to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you got to hustle, you got to do all these different things. Um, to make it and you've got to do this and you've got to, and I'm like, all of that is true. 
sure. Um, but the the thing that matters most above all is intimacy with the Lord. It doesn't matter if you grind and you push hard and you kick down doors and you get a hundred miles that way. If you left God back where you kicked that door down, it wasn't worth it. And so that I'm, I'm very passionate about this among, especially amongst creatives. I'm like, we can do nothing. We need to shift as creatives, uh, as believers who are creatives, we need to shift how we look at this because God is the author of creativity. We are the ultimate yeah. creative expression, us humanity, um, and God creating us. And we have access to the author of creativity himself. He created it's the same way when it's like you imagine God being grumpy and, and I'm like, oh, we can't joke and have fun because God's here now. I'm like, <laughs> he created laughter, he yes. created joy. Scripture says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so the same goes with creativity, you guys, where I'm like, but we can't, we have to come from a place of intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Invest the hours to learn skills and, and learn how to do things better. But none of it is as important as intimacy with the Lord and staying full. That is the most important thing because I've seen so many of my friends get into the industry or, or try yeah. to, and they get chewed up and spat out or they're yeah. unrecognizable anymore. And they've compromised in so many different ways. It's not mm -hmm. worth it. Do not divorce yourself from the author of the vision, the author of the desire that God put in your heart. Do not divorce yourself from him because yeah. it's not worth it. It's <laughs> not worth it. So there we go. Oh, Jeff, that's powerful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was you. We finished with the question you had for yourself <laughs> yeah. or the statement that came from the Lord. Yeah, there we go. Um, I am so honored that we had this time together. Yeah, it was and fun. We actually, so episode 200, we just reached hour two, two hour Ooh. for episode 200. And Jeff, you know, um, before we close, do you have, if there's just even a few words, message, encouragement, or if you just want to pray, um, just release what yeah, is I'll in just you pray. to release. I'll just pray. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for um, relationship with you. That because of the blood of Jesus, we can approach the throne boldly. We have your Holy Spirit. We have your word to guide us. And may we be so hungry for that, Lord. Nothing else matters. So to so stir in us a fire, an unquenchable hunger for your presence. As we press in, God, James says, come near to him. He will come near to you. That's our promise from you. Um, if we seek, if we seek you with all of our heart, we will find you like Jeremiah says. And so God, I just, um, I just pray for the people, Lord, that, that, that they would know that they are worthy. Yes. Even you, you're worthy. Yes. Even you, you're worthy. Jesus loves you. He died for you. And that you need to stand on the promises of God. What are the promises of God? May you have a fire within you to press into scripture for yourself and dig into those things and to declare those things and to stand on those promises because they are for you, just like they're for me, just like they're for Andrea, 
and anyone else that you admire in the in 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 uh, in the spirit and in Christianity, um, friends, family members, um, it's for you as well, and that you would know your value in the Lord. And so, God, you would minister to people who need a fresh touch from you right now, Lord. Right now. Intimacy with you is the most important thing, God, because that's where everything else that's meaningful, that means anything stems from that place. And so that we would have a hunger, a drive to press into you, Lord, and to not be religious about it, to have fun with you, to, to, you want to have fun with us. You want to go on adventures and you want to explore and you want to dream up new fun things. Um, And so, God, that all comes from a place of intimacy with you. And so we love you, Lord. And thank you for your commitment to us. Um, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So powerful. Bless you, Jeff. It's my honor to host you you today. And again, I just want to thank you for everything you've poured into my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying you, Lauren, as a couple, as that very amazing, just beacon of light. You're also such a leader Mm -hmm. and a warrior. And you shared, I think, some of that background today in a really fun way that touched a lot of people, including Mm me. I really honor you and respect you and the whole team all the behind the scenes group at elijah fire stephen dream schultz elijah streams thank you thank you so much and um you all this is episode 200 also big shout out to illumination yes she really spearheaded this thing worked really hard excellent job great job everybody give a heart emoji for illumination and a light bulb for illumination Yes, we love you. Great job. And it was her, this was inspired by Illumination to honor Jeff. So he did not come with this idea, but we got him in the hot seat and (laughs) you all got to be here for it. And I'm so excited about what God's doing. So let the fire burn in you because God burns for you all. And remember that you can continue to keep this going by going to ElijahFire.com slash donate. And tomorrow's guest that uh, Jeff will be interviewing will be Robbie Hawkins. And he's coming back. I think it's been a year is what we figured. And again, share this episode, y'all. And please, uh, in the comments, just let Jeff know what you heard and what touched you so much. And yeah. with that, um, everybody have an amazing day. Oh, yeah, we've got yeah, we've got Robbie Dawkins tomorrow. Did I say the wrong? I'm so did you, sorry. Did you say I it? I, I, I zoned out Robbie, for a second. Robbie Dawkins, right? Am I, <laughs> we got yes. it. Robbie yeah. Dawkins. We sorry, got I just Robbie coming back. Because I was reading the chat. Sorry. That and, was that um, No, no, no. Thank you. And Jeff, thank you so much. You guys tune in tomorrow with Robbie on Elijah Woo! Fire. And God bless you all. Woo! This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. 
Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.